For decades, we've helped Tom's family with parenting, adoption, and what it means to be pro-life. It's just typical of the way Focus on the Family has worked over the years. They just provide very practical, biblically-based things that help people to make the right choice and, and support people in ways that really are necessary. That's why Tom and his wife give monthly, to encourage and equip other families. Focus on the family is out on the front lines of things that you know are necessary in the culture and in, in the community, and we as Christians are called to support God's work in that way. It's just a blessing to us to be a part of it. I'm Jim Daly. I'm inviting you to give monthly so that together we can save even more families. Join our Friends of Focus on the Family team by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. There's nothing quite like sexual intimacy to bring you and your spouse closer. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley. And Greg, it's important, we know, for couples to make time for sex. But it seems like I, I hear more and more stories of couples that aren't making time for sex. What's that about? Yeah, well, that can be a combination of different things. So it's important to figure out what's really going on within our relationship. So is it just pure busyness to where we are invested in everything else? And at the end of the day, we're exhausted. So the last thing we're thinking about mm -hmm. is our intimacy together. Or it could be there's a medical issue going on. Maybe there's some emotional issues. Maybe there's an addiction. Something else maybe is creating the lack of desire or interfering with our ability yeah. to even have sex. So it's one of those things that God has given to us. So let's steward this well and figure out if it's not happening, why and what can we do about it? Yeah, that's good. And uh, we're going to return now to a conversation that uh, Jim Daly had with Dr. Cliff and Joyce Penner. They've been married for well over 50 years, and they are experts on this topic of sexuality. Cliff and Joyce, welcome back to Focus. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to be here as long as we can. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I thought uh, our conversation last time was so helpful in so many ways. And uh, to reframe it, um, we in the church, I think, have been far too negative on physical intimacy. We kind of have, I think, followed centuries-old traditions within the church where this is negative. This is something we don't talk about. Uh, we do this thing, but we certainly don't embrace it wholeheartedly. It's and that is how, in some ways, we let the world teach correct. our kids about sex rather than modeling and communicating the attitude that we believe is scriptural. Right. And you've come along to, as sex therapists, Christian mm -hmm. sex therapists, to say, hey, listen, God made this. Mm -hmm. He's not surprised. And you've written this wonderful book, Enjoy the Gift of Sexual Pleasure for Women. And it's really to you, uh, women, uh, to better understand how God has designed you to feel and to participate in a, in a way that's healthy. And we left off last time about that formula for intimacy. So I, I, I'm pretty sure thousands are tuning in today because we <laughs> left you hanging about their formula. So let's get to it. What is that formula to well, we, intimacy? Just to set it up, we firmly believe that the best sexual life will grow out of an intimate relationship. And so this is about the intimacy in the relationship part that kind of is the precursor to a joyful sex life. 
And the most important part of our formula is the 15 minutes per day. Of what? Of connecting with each other. And it's very prescriptive because it does work. And what's interesting is we were teaching this from our clinical observation of what worked long before the sex and brain research came out. And what's and that been, reaffirmed what you were doing. It was so fun. What does that connection look like, though? Um, so you start with uh, just sitting down. You can set a timer if you're concerned about... Yeah, often the man will say, if we sit down to start talking, we'll be here <laughs> for no two way. hours. <laughs> so we, big we, disincentive. Yeah, <laughs> so we say, set the timer for 15 minutes, and when the timer goes off, you're done. In fact, you can get these, you know, sand timers that go 15 minutes, and I've given those to gifts for premarital couples with this, where they can turn it upside down, and then it will when end. When the sand the... runs out, the conversation Now, ended. do you ever find in your practice that sometimes that sounds so formulaic that you get some pushback from your patients mm-hmm. who say, until really? Until they try it. Until they try it. Yeah. And then it works, huh? Mm-hmm. So, so the, there you go. There's so the challenge the, for you. So the first thing is the emotional eye-to-eye connection. And the reason for the eye-to-eye connection is that when we have eye-to-eye connection, our brain produces oxytocin, which is the bonding trust hormone. That's why we're to look in a baby's eyes Mm. when we feed them or talk to them. And that really is the bonding. And just share something positive. This isn't the time to work out your daily schedule. Budget. Or budget, <laughs> or your last fight. This is, and even couples will say, "But what if we're mad at each other?" This is excellent to do when you're mad at each other. So don't it, walk away from it. Go no, toward it. Force it yourself to look into each other's eyes mm. and say something positive. And it doesn't even have to be an affirmation of the other person, although those are good to build in. But it can be something positive that happened in your world. That can I day. pry a little bit because sure. those that aren't doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably don't even know what to talk about. Between the mm-hmm. two of you, what what would it sound like? Okay, so um, we sure had a fun time with our friends this weekend, didn't we? And that was being on Focus on the Family. That was pretty <laughs> neat. You know, so it could be something. It, it, it was delighting in something together. Right. That we have shared. Okay. Yeah. It, so talk about a good meal, a good experience, yeah, yeah. something or, positive. Or he had... I really appreciated something you did, you know. And you don't end it with, we could have uh, done no. better if you would have. No. <laughs> don't or ever it, say that. Or it might be, I think you really look good in that purple dress. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an affirmation too. But, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it can be something positive, thought, feeling, affirmation. Then go to connecting spiritually. And wherever you, hmm. the person or the couple is in their spiritual journey, that will vary. Some couples will feel very comfortable praying together. Others, they don't do that. And so maybe they just want to read a, a one-page devotional for couples or a scripture, scripture together. A mm-hmm. scripture together. Or and have you, a flip calendar. There are many uh, online that you can get. I bet you probably have them here. That is a verse for the day or something right. like that. So that you make a little spiritual connection. Two, three minutes, that's all. And then stand up. And give each other a full body front-to-front hug for 20 seconds. And the reason <laughs> is that the brain and sex research has shown, again, that a 20-second hug produces a big surge of the oxytocin, the trust and bonding hormone. I feel like going 25-30. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's not a limit. You don't have I'm to stop it. 
but you have to go mm. for 20. It has to be heartfelt. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah, and give so yourself into seconds. it. And, yeah. and you can have, if it's not comfortable, and we say for couples who, and there's some cultures who don't look into each other's eyes, if it isn't comfortable... To do this, start by having playful time with it. You know, Google eyes, whatever <laughs> else. Hug. You're going to hug me. You know, play with it. You're right. Rather than get over the discomfort but playfully. But you got to get to the best part. Oh, yeah. Then. It's then. And you don't start with this. And many men want to start with this. The woman is warmed up for this by the time you've done all this. Then you have a 5 to 30 second passionate kiss. That is and not designed to lead to a sexual experience. And let me it's tell an you, end in itself. And, and let me tell you why. Many couples over time kiss less and less passionately and less and less frequently because this is how it goes. And when I tell this to the mops groups, the mothers groups, they all know it and laugh. He comes up to her and he wants to give her a kiss. And her, in her mind, she says, let's say, do I want to have sex tonight? I'm not sure. So then she turns the cheek. And if you make a deal that this is a passionate kiss, I'm not leading you on. This doesn't have anything to do with whether we want to have sex tonight. I just really want to get into this kiss. Then they keep kissing. And when we keep kissing, it keeps a little spark going in the brain, even after 54 years. You still can get a little spark. That's so, Hormone. That's the dopamine, dopamine surge. Right. That is the exciting surge. So I'm sorry. I got to ask you the question, though, Cliff. You've never kissed Joyce with the idea that this could lead to something good. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Hope springs eternal. <laughs> but it can't be that that's what he's counting yeah, on. I did this, so why not this? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. You don't want to have that kind and of there's a, there's a big variation there between 5 and 30 seconds. Yes. Is there any... Well, the reason we start with 5 is that a lot of couples who haven't been kissing at all, 5 is going to be long. We used to say 30, and we realized in working with couples... Way too much. <laughs> some couples had to start... When there's mm. been trauma, mm. and we'll get to that, where kissing was misused, they may be able to do one second. And they, mm. we give them permission to grow in this. Start and, where you can. Yeah. Right, that's what you're saying. And yeah. then move it along. All right, so Greg, we touched upon this a little bit in the open, but there might be a couple saying, yeah, we get it, we understand, but we just don't have time. So what do you say? How do they start knocking down the barriers? Yeah, I just would say to them, you and your marriage, you can't afford to stop. I mean, sex has such an amazing, profound impact on our marriage. I mean, it's bonding us together. We're dealing with stress better. And so, again, as we were talking about in the beginning, figure out what's going on. If it's a busy season for you, you've got small kids or you're just a lot of activities and, and you're just exhausted, I mean, talk about what, yeah, how are we going to manage that a little bit differently so that we're included in that? If it's because we are allowing a child to sleep in our bed or sleep in our bedroom on the floor. Kick them out. Kick them out. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, outside of being severely sick or a really, really bad thunderstorm or something, we, we have to begin to see our bedroom as a sanctuary. This is a sacred place. Mm -hmm. This is where at the end of a of a long, exhausting day that we can just lie together, that we can 
just connect, we can talk, we can laugh, we can make love, we can cuddle, we can do these things. And, and just there, there's nothing like sex that bonds us and, and, and brings us together in that closeness. So whatever's going on, if it's a medical issue, you, you know, go get help, go see a physician. If there's a psychological, maybe emotional issue, you know, go see a counselor. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we need to take this stuff seriously because your, your sex life is worth fighting for. God seemed to think it was super important that he devoted an entire book in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Just You're to, talking about the Song of Solomon. Yeah, yeah. to sex. It's a great gift. So he thinks it's pretty important. Yeah. You know, and, and it could be that maybe that we're feeling so disconnected relationally that what does it look like to woo each other outside the bedroom and, and really pursue each other through conversation, doing fun things together. So whatever's going on, you know, if, if you can create a safe place to really talk about the why, what what's keeping us from having sex, if, if that's not possible, boy, give us a call. You know, we've got amazing counselors that can begin to to help you guys better understand what's going on, can refer you then to a counselor, a Christian counselor in your area. Take this serious. Fight for your sex mm-hmm. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is the one unique thing that God gives a couple. I mean, biblically, this is the gift that nobody else should be bringing to you. I mean, right. you, can, you can find opportunities to talk with a friend and to get emotional needs met somewhere else, but this is where God designed for the physical right. act of sex to happen. So in your relationship, beyond the counseling team, let me just point to uh, the book by the Penners, which is a terrific tune-up resource for you. It's called Enjoy, The Gift of Sexual Pleasure for Women. And uh, if you'll make a generous donation to Focus on the Family today, we'll send a complimentary copy of that book to you. Also, consider taking our free marriage assessment. We've had well over 800,000 couples uh, take this. It's free. It takes just a few minutes. It'll help you see some strengths and maybe a weakness or two in your relationship. All the details are in the show notes. Next time, more with the Penners. For now, on behalf of Greg and the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.